we all have subconscious beliefs that become the stories we tell ourselves. First, others tell them to us and then we tell them to ourselves. And when we start telling them to ourselves, that's when it gets seriously dangerous because you forget that that was someone else's noise that you made your voice. And remember that anything you repeat, anything you keep saying again and again and again, you start believing came from inside you. Hello everyone, welcome back to On Purpose. My name is Jay Shetty and I've got a question for you. Now, the question, I want you to take it seriously. It's a serious question. There's, there's a message and a reason behind it. The question is, do you have a family? Raise your hands, nod your heads. Whatever you're doing right now, you want to leave a tick on that box if you're taking notes. If you are taking notes, now's a good time to get started. If you're not, make sure you come back and take notes from this point. This podcast is somewhere where I want to go really deep. But answer that question, yes or no. Do you have a family? Now, I'm guessing the majority of you said yes, but there may be a few of you who said no. And if you did say no, I want to welcome you to the On Purpose family. We all have a family. You have a family at work. You have a family with your friends. There are so many different types of families that we're a part of. And how many of you have challenges or issues with your family? How many of you have arguments with your mother or your father? How many of you have disagreements with your brother or your sister? How many of you go through tough times with people in your family? Now, whether that may be their habits or their idiosyncrasies or their irritating way that they wake up or the noise that they make when they cook or the way they sing in the shower, whatever it may be that causes it, those are all quite surface level things, but today I want to dive deeper into this principle and this point that I wanted to speak about today, which is the five steps to breaking generational curses and reaching your true potential. Now, some of you may be listening and you may be thinking, I've heard about generational curses before, and that's all about demons and angels, and there's a whole thing there. But I want to define what I mean by generational curse as I talk about it in this episode. A generational curse, trend, or pattern is a belief, mindset, or negative quality that gets passed on from generation to generation right? This could include anything from your attitude towards marriage or divorce, your attitude towards weight issues, your negative thoughts, financial struggles that you see as patterns that keep happening again and again and again, poor relationships, and it could be your thoughts towards education or further education. So this could be anything from like, I don't think degrees are important, all the way through to my family's always not had a lot, or all the way through to my family and I believe that this this, 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 right? We all have so many different things that come across and often these are unconscious and they're passive. It's not something we learn through our parents or families or teachers by them verbally explaining or articulating. It's not like we went to a class and our parents sat us down and they were the teacher and they put on the whiteboard, here is your generational curse. It's not like they wrote it out and said, step one of following your generational curse is this. These were things that we adopted by watching their behavior. It's things we watched and observed in their dealings and interactions. It's things we picked up along the way of life. It was the messages that kept being repeated in our home. It's the messages that kept being repeated by our teachers. It's the messages that kept being repeated by ourselves to ourselves because of the scenarios and situations we were in without filtering, without checking without really being aware where they were coming from. And things like this that we perceive growing up normally 
become our normality and expectations. It's a vision. It's like almost like, let's say your parents gave you a pair of sunglasses that had a red tint on it. Now the whole world looks red. When you wear them out, that's how you see the world. And you see that as your reality. But someone else, they're wearing their green set of glasses. Now, when they go out, all they see is a green reality. Notice neither of them are reality. They're just the glasses that they were given. And now that's the lens through which you see your reality. And when these develop further and they get negative, they become what we call generational curses. Curses or messages or notions that are passed down generation after generation after generation And what do they do? And that's maybe what you're wondering. Why do I need to break a generational curse? Maybe I learned a bunch of great things. Well, these generational curses, they can actually limit our potential. They can block us from taking action. They can block us from taking risks. They can block us from making a change in our lives because we believe a certain thing. We have value for a certain thing. So if none of your family has ever moved out of the town you grew up in because it was perceived that you may not make it, then you believe, oh my God, I can't, I can't move out of this town. None of my town, none of, none of, the, none of the people in my family have ever moved out of this town. Or oh my God, like none of my family ever had more than just enough money. So actually, if I want more money, it's probably not in my karma. It's probably not in my quota. It's probably not possible for me. So these things can actually become a block for us. They make us believe things are the way they are and will never get better because that is the way things happen in our family, right? That's just the way they are. Now, I'll give you an example. Have you ever mirrored a behavior from your parents? Maybe it's a behavior you don't like. Whether it's making someone feel guilty, playing that guilt trip, or never wanting to say sorry. How many times do you see yourself mirror the behavior of your parents in your relationships? Well, let me ask you another question. Do you have a long-standing belief that men or women will always let you down, but you don't know where it comes from? You always think, ah, you know, he's just going to leave. Like, he's just going to go away. Like, or, you know, she, she just wants me for my money. Like, she just wants me because I have stuff. And maybe you heard those messages growing up. Or how many of you feel you're destined to be broke and never financially safe and you have the worst luck? How many of you have that one, right? The worst luck. Like, oh my God, my luck is so down right now. I don't have things. Like, you know, I was the one to always lose when I was growing up. Like, all of these things that we say to ourselves. And it could even be things like, a drinking problem in the family. It could be drugs. It could be addiction. It's like, oh, all my family's always been this way. How many times have you ever said that? Like, we're all this way. It's always been like this. That's just the way he or she is. And that's why our family is the way they are. Now, the good news is, and I want to share the good news with you because it's so important to know that all of these can be broken. And the best thing is you can be the person to break them. And guess what? When you break a generational curse, that gives everyone who are the future generations in your family to have permission to be themselves, to reach their potential, to grow into the people that they are, regardless of the barriers, the blocks, the doubts, the setbacks, the holdbacks, the whatever backs they are, right? It's like, how do we break that barrier? That's something you can do, not just for yourself, but that is where we want to start. We want to start with yourself, but not just for yourself. You can actually do that for everyone in your family moving forward. So now maybe some of these resonated so deeply or actually when I'm talking about this stuff, you've got your own ones developing in your mind and that's awesome by the way. I love it when you think of things that I don't say 
Like that's awesome. And, and if you're just nodding along and saying, Jay, you actually said what I was thinking about, that's awesome too. But the point is you're starting to become aware of what may be a generational trend, a pattern, a belief, a mindset, a quality that has been passed down from your great-grandmother to your grandmother, to your mother, to you, to your great-grandfather, to your father, you know, whichever way it is across the board. The point is we all have these subconscious beliefs that continue to be part of our lives until we do something about them. We all have subconscious beliefs that become the stories we tell ourselves. First, others tell them to us and then we tell them to ourselves. Right, write that down. Like first people tell them to us and then we tell them to ourselves. And when we start telling them to ourselves, that's when it gets seriously dangerous because you forget that that was someone else's noise that you made your voice, right? You forget that that was someone else's statement that you made your reality, that you forget that that was someone else's opinion that you made a fact because you repeated it so much. And remember that anything you repeat Anything you keep saying again and again and again, you start believing came from inside you. It's like perfect inception. If you've ever seen that movie Inception, Leonardo DiCaprio, and what's that guy's name? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that's his name, right? And you got them in the movie. And so what are they doing? They're trying to plant an idea into someone's mind that makes them believe they came up with the idea themselves. Now, I'm not saying the people around you and your family want to do that to you, right? I'm not saying your family are like secret agents or like there's some interrogation going on, anything like that. But when we're around people's thoughts and behaviors, we get incepted. And, you know, I think the tagline for that movie, what was it? It was something like, uh, it was something like, if you think your thoughts are safe, they might change your mind or something along those lines. And it's almost like we've got to be so careful about the stories that we tell ourselves. Because what happens is those stories become our reality and they misguide our lives without us even knowing. And they push us towards making bad decisions, the wrong connections, and eventually ruining our lives. It could get that bad, but it doesn't have to, right? We're not gonna let it get that bad, right? Everyone right now, I wanna hear you say yes out loud in your mind, wherever you are. You are not gonna let that happen to you. I'm not gonna let that happen to you. I'm not gonna let that happen to me. I don't wanna be that person who ends up in that situation. So, and sometimes a generational curse isn't even real, right? This is a point that I really want you to recognize. It's not even real, but we hear things like, you can't be that because your mother wasn't smart enough. Or you can't do that because your sister didn't do that. These blocks and barriers limit our potential. Now, I saw this awesome quote on Instagram and it said, it is up to us to break generational curses. When they say it runs in the family, you tell them this is where it runs out, right? Like that's what I want you to say to yourself and to others. When someone says, oh yeah, but that runs in our family, right? Maybe you're at a family dinner and you're all talking and you say something and then someone in your family goes, yeah, but that runs in our family. Well, this is where it runs out, right? This is where it runs out. Why do you want something to keep running if it's running in the wrong direction? Why do you want something to keep running if it's something you don't appreciate? So we hear things like it runs in the family and that's a great sign for a generational curse. And after this podcast, you're going to know the steps to break them down. So here are the five steps. And I really want, I always want in these podcasts to set you up with understanding the scenario because what I've just walked you through is a reflective, introspective process so you know what you're breaking down. You, you can't just, you know, when they want to demolish, demolish a bold, when they want to, when they want to demolish a building in a city, they don't just go break down a building they figure out the architecture, they figure out the structure, they understand it. So what we've just been doing for the last 10 minutes or so is me helping you become aware of how that building's been built. What foundations is it built on? 
what parts of it you want to break down and what parts of it you want to keep. Because you don't just want to go in there and put this massive uh, destruction tool, whatever those big ball things are called, I have no idea. But you don't just want to go through that, through your values. You want to push it through the parts that you want to break. So here are the five steps to breaking generational curses that hold us back from our potential. And you can write these down. And again, if you can't write down right now because you're driving or you're walking your dog or you're cooking or you're cleaning, then take a picture right now of where you are. And I want you to come back to this timestamp right now because this is where I'm gonna lay out the five steps. And I want you to be able to remember these. I actually bumped it. This is awesome, by the way. I bumped into my amazing friend last night. Her name is Courtney. I hope she's listening to this too. And Courtney was at a restaurant. I turned up at a restaurant. She was there too. I went and said hello. And she was like, Jay, you know, I listened to your podcast last week on the 10 relationship rules often forgotten. By the way, if you haven't heard that, I highly recommend going back and hearing that one. She goes, I, I just, I want to I say the 10 out to you. And I was like, whoa, like that's impressive. And, and I could tell that she's written them down. She'd focus, she'd absorb them. So if you want to write them out right now, now's the time. Take a picture right now. Remember this timestamp. Come back to the podcast here if you can't write right now. So here are the five. So this is number one. And I've kind of explained this, but I'm just going to dive into it with a bit more depth. Point number one is you need to recognize the trend. Recognize that pattern. The first thing we need to do is reflect and introspect. These generational curses are often beneath the surface. They're not the ones you're going to see straight out. They're not easier to spot. They're the ones hidden in the roots, hidden in the dirt, hidden in the foundations of the building. And that's why the first thing we need to do is reflect. Like you might be listening to this right now and I know I've been like this in the past. So this is me just reflecting myself. But we may even think, I don't even have any of those. Like my family's great, right? Like my family's amazing. Like I have none of those. And then we realize that our curse is that we think we have no issues, right? Like that's the generational curse that we pass down. Like how many times have you ever seen your family behave like we have no issues, but everyone's dealing with something underneath, right? Everyone's dealing with their own personal thing at the dinner table, but no one talks about it. And then you realize that the generational issue is we don't have any issues. And when you articulate it that way, you now can spot that pattern, right? You can hear it. You can remember that. So now whenever I hear my say, whenever I hear myself say to myself, hey, I've got no issues. I've got nothing wrong with me. I know that that could be the curse, right? So that now I'm becoming more aware. I'm hyper aware to that now so that I don't just let that belief and thought take over me. So I want you to first become aware and recognize, right? You could come from a generation where everything was set under the carpet and not truly dealt with. And you can change that. The key is to introspect and reflect, but this is the point. And this is the one I want you to write out. You have to reflect and introspect, but without judgment. You can't then get lost in the complaining circle of like, oh yeah, my mom messed me up. My dad messed me up. This happened. Like you don't want to get lost in that judgment of like, oh yeah, my family's so negative. Because if you get lost in that judgment, you're just reiterating the same generational curse. So you have to write that down without judgment. You can reflect and introspect without judgment. And this is not someone's fault. It happens because not everyone had the opportunity or luxury to heal. It happens because not everyone had the time and energy to reflect because they were too busy trying to do everything else and put food on the table and make money for the family, right? But we can and we will, right? We won't make any excuses. We'll make this happen. So recognizing the trend means looking for repeated words and phrases you say or looking for repeated words and phrases you hear from people around you. 
And at the same time, just with repeated words and phrases, you also want to look for repeated behaviors and relationships that you display. Things that you keep doing again and again. And this is a great place to start. And when you recognize it, this is the first step. This may even take some time and becoming a sort of detective for your own life is going to help you recognize it. Look for the patterns, look for the behaviors, look for the attitude towards whatever you're struggling with, whether it's money, relationships, look for the themes in your life where you see things come up. Is it always money you're struggling with? Is it always work you're struggling with? Which is that trend, right? That's step one. It's very important. I know I've gone on about it for a while, but I went on about it because it's that important. Because if you start on the wrong one, it's like walking up a ladder you didn't need to climb right? Like you don't want to start taking a step up a building or click the floor on an elevator and you didn't even want to go up that building. So I don't want you to get lost in the beginning. And that's why I spend all this time up front trying to make sure that we're starting in the right place. Now, step number two, right? Simple. Notice what triggers it. That belief is triggered by something. That belief is deep rooted. So the only way to recognize it is to identify the trigger. It could be when someone makes a comment about your past, right? Someone says something along your past and like, bang, there it is. There's that trigger to believe that generational curse, right? Or I'll give you an example of mine. I remember when one of my friends said to me, he said to me, Jay, you should really consider doing work in the media. Like, why haven't you thought about media? You love presenting, you love sharing, you love teaching. Like, why haven't you thought about media? And I was just, I said to him, I said, no one in my family's ever worked in the media right? So what triggered it, what triggered me to believe that was someone talking about something, someone talking about something about the media, which I didn't have a reference point for. And I had written off in my mind because I'd never met anyone like that, right? Or is it when someone responds to you like your teacher would, right? Maybe your teacher, whenever you did something in class, maybe you said something silly or you didn't answer the question perfectly, or you came up with a creative idea and your teacher would say, but that's not the right answer. And now whenever you hear that you're not right, that reaffirms your false belief in yourself that things aren't going the right way, right? Could be something that you heard from a trigger. Usually it's brought about by a verbal or visual trigger. These are the two Vs. That trigger is either a verbal trigger or it's a visual trigger. You see something or you hear something. You see something or you hear something. Seeing someone who embodies something or seeing them say it to you can trigger it. If you see your partner acting like your father, maybe you act like your mother. If you see your boss acting like your teacher, maybe you act like a student at school again. It's almost like we go back to playing that role instead of being the role we need to play today. Step number three, make space to deal with it, right? I have to be honest here, like you're dealing, when you're dealing with a generational curse, you're dealing with years of baggage, right? This isn't small. This isn't just like, a, oh, change your habits in 30 days. Like it's, it's not that kind of like a thing. I'm not like, oh, in 21 days, you'll be fine. Like that's not the point. These are things that are going to take time. And you have to recognize that you need space and stages in your life to deal and process with this emotionally, right? You're processing, processing generations of back. Imagine this, imagine this, right? Visualize this for a second. Imagine, visualize this, literally picture it right now, don't close your eyes if you're driving. But apart from that, if you're not, you can, you can, keep your, you can close your eyes if you want to. Otherwise, keep your eyes open and visualize. Visualize for a second. Imagine your great-grandfather packed a bag. And then your grandfather put more stuff in that bag. And then your father put more stuff in that bag. 
And his bag's been locked up in this loft of yours for years and years and years, but it kept getting added to. And finally you went up into the loft and you were like, I need to get rid of that bag, but that bag is heavy, right? You pull that bag and you can't even lift it. And you're like, how do I get this down from the loft? How do I get this up from the basement? It's been trapped there for so long. You're pulling this bag and you're like, okay, well, I can't get rid of it like that. I'm going to have to empty it. That's what it's like with the generational curse. It's like, you don't just get rid of it. You don't just throw it out. You have to empty it. You have to make space. So what do you do? You try and open it. Now you can't find the code, right? You can't find the, lo you don't know what the lock number is. You don't know what the number is that your father came up with. You're trying to figure it out. Like, what was it that was on my father's mind when he came up with this generational curse? What was, what was it? What was the lock? What was the code? You're figuring out the code. You've, you play around with it. You finally find it. You flip the bag open and you're like, whoa, there is a lot of dust in here. There is so much in here that I have to unpack. And now you're unpacking it. That's what you're doing when you're unpacking a generational curse but it's so powerful because otherwise you're pulling that bag with you around for life. And none of us want to do that. Why do you want to do that to yourself? Why do you want to climb up a mountain with the heaviest bag on your back when you could just unpack the bag and then walk? Why do you want to take that bag into your relationship and then bring that bag and have to unpack it with the person with you, right? Why do you want to make someone else unpack your bags when you can do it? So we have to make space to deal with it, right? It's like unpacking your bags after the longest trip. If you ever come back from vacation or a holiday and you unpack your bags, it's not that fun. That's fine. It may not be fun, but you have to do it. You've got to clean those clothes. You've got to move forward. So make space to deal with it yourself so that you really understand what you're dealing with. Now, step number four is one that people often miss out. And I think this step, if you miss this out, it actually makes it really difficult. Because right now you're understanding a lot more about yourself, but guess what? No one understands what you're going through. No one really gets it. No one really understands what you're trying to do. So this step, this next step that I'm about to state is really important. It's the fourth step out of the five, but it's really important. So ask for help and make others aware of your behavior. And that second part is really where I'm putting all the emphasis. You have to make others aware of your behavior. So what I love doing is, if I start spotting this trend, I've noticed what triggers it and I've made space to deal with it, like the first three steps, I sit down with that person and say, by the way, I just want you to know when I behave like this, it's because I'm dealing with this, right? I'm, I'm acting in this way. I, what is it? I say stuff like this to you, right? I sometimes snap back at you or I sometimes say things I don't mean because I'm unpacking this and this is where the trigger comes from. And now that other person is now looking at you with compassion and empathy rather than looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Like, why aren't you telling me what's up with you? And like, do you hate me? See, until that point, that person just is thinking you don't like them. Whereas now they're like, oh, I get it. They're dealing with something way bigger. And so many people miss this part out because A, we feel we don't know how to say it, right? We're like, well, how do I say that to someone without getting too deep? And, and B, we're a bit scared, but this is the part where we have to tell our loved ones because otherwise we end up pushing our loved ones away, right? We end up pushing our loved ones away when we don't take this step. And I think it's better to risk keeping them close by telling them than to totally give them away without not telling them, right? It's better to take that risk up front. So if you're very close to a particular friend or family member or partner, and your generational curve specifically is affecting that relationship, make them aware why. Open up to them and tell them why you're acting in that way and what you're working through. And now all of a sudden you have their compassion and their empathy in your life rather than their judgment, their criticism or their confusion, which is mostly what it is. No one hates you for not telling them what's going on, but people get confused 
and you're now giving them a chance. But remember, remember the step before that, number three was making space to deal with it. You do it that way around. The problem is sometimes we say how we feel to people before we figure out how we feel. You have to figure it out for yourself first, right? Make sense? Awesome, 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 awesome. And now step five. This is something I want to say with so much compassion and empathy, and I want you to hear it and feel it through the microphone, through your earphones, your Amazon Alexa, your whatever you're listening to this through. It will take time and you have to amend it gradually without pressure. Be patient. There is no need to rush this process. And then as long as you're working on yourself, everything will come together, right? This is one of those things in life, like I said, it's going to take time. But the fact that you're taking a step towards it is all you need to do right now, right? Even if this week, all you do is recognize the trend, even if all you do this year is recognize the trend, step one, if that's all you do, that's a huge step forward. Because guess what? No one before you's done that, right? No one else did that first step. Or maybe they did that first step, but they didn't do it strongly enough and they didn't take action on it. Whereas you've got the opportunity now. And remember, right, I said, these are deep-rooted things. They may not even affect you on a daily basis, but they start affecting you more when you think about getting married, when you think about settling down. If you start a business, you work at a company for a long time. These are things that also escalate as time goes on. So they're good to just stay aware of, right? They're good to stay aware of. So these are the five steps to breaking generational curses and reaching your potential. Number one, recognize the trend. Number two, notice what triggers it. Number three, make space to deal with it. And number four, ask for help and make others aware of your behavior. Remember that second part, really, really important. And number five, amend it gradually without pressure. Don't expect to solve this in a week or a month, maybe not even a year, but get working on it from now. Remember, you know, remember the thought that's, that, that we hear quite often of like, you know, a year from now, you will have wished you started today, right? A year from now, you will have wished you started today because guess what? The generational package, the curse, just gets stronger and stronger the more you don't deal with it. And that's what happens in all of our lives. It just gets stronger and stronger and stronger as we avoid it, we ignore it, we hope it will go away. But guess what? No one is unpacking that bag. Only you can unpack that bag. No one is getting it from the basement or getting it from the attic or the loft. That is your role to do that. And so those are the five steps. What I'd love for you to do is I'd love for you to share which step you're at right now and that you're practicing right now. You can tag me on Instagram as well because I always love seeing which messages you're gaining and I'm always sharing them as well. I'm always looking out for them in my feed. I love seeing the takeaways you're taking away and just experiment with this. Try this out. Speak about it with your family. Speak about it in your relationships. But be careful. Don't do it with judgment. If you're going to bring it up with your family, don't do it with judgment. Don't blame them. Do it in a, from a place of compassion and empathy to solve this and move forward. And make sure that you've subscribed to On Purpose because I never want you to miss one of these episodes. And if you've subscribed, I'd love for you to leave a review and a rating. It would mean so much to me and my team. We are spending countless hours, whether my team's researching, whether I'm building, whether we're interviewing, we're working so hard to put these together. And genuinely, your reviews mean so much to me. I'm going to read a couple that I've seen pop up in the last couple of days. I saw this one. It says, absolutely love. Five-star review means so much to me. It says, I love being able to listen to this and place a lot of this into my daily habits. I've shared so many of the episodes with people at work as 
well as my family. Thank you for all your inspiration. Well, thank you for sharing that. That means the world to us. And this is another one. It says, improving, five stars too. It says, I love listening to your podcast during my morning workouts. I always finish thinking of ways and things I can do to improve myself, making myself the best version there is. I love the varied guests and their viewpoints. So amazing. Those mean so much to me. Gonna always try to look out for them. They give my team and I so much more fuel to continue trying to make wisdom go viral and live a life on purpose. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. See you soon. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to On Purpose. Let me know. Post it. Tell me what a difference it's making in your life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this incredibly conscious community we're creating of purposeful people. You're now a part of the tribe, a part of the squad. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Thank you.